Welcome back to the Trading Places Minute. This is the show where we discuss the film Trading Places from 1983, one minute at a time. My name is Tom Taylor, and I am joined by my good friend, Mike DiMaria. Hello, Mike. Hello. That's one year away from just a magical year for Dan and myself. Oh, 84? 1983, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Dan, there's Dan Lewis over there. The pieces were being put together in 1983 for Without us a, knowing, a juggernaut no tiger team we have no way of knowing anything just dim oh. and dumb eight years old and not knowing what was yeah. going to happen with the detroit Tigers. i thought you guys were talking about uh the summer of 84 with ghostbusters temple of doom gremlins no uh what have that. you the others this that and the other thing those are all watched later three. okay we watched those we were too busy we, watched we were busy watching them go 35 and 5 in the first 40 games yeah. hello I don't know what that means, but I'm glad well, we all had a magical summer. Well, we're going to stop you right there because oh. we just hit the 40-game mark now. It's funny you should say that because the, the Tigers just hit the 40-game mark yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so there Getting was a podcast. Yeah, so they brought that up on, on in the news. It was like, yeah, going back to that 35-5 and five start, which has become the, the benchmark for all teams because that was no team has ever started 35 wins and five losses. Right. Amazing, and they were uh, right now. They're what nineteen and twenty-one, something like that. Yeah, they're doing really good, actually. We're pretty something good. like that. But you imagine, division. imagine where you just never lose. I mean, yeah. it's just insane. Yeah. Wow. All right. Oh God, those were great mm-hmm. days. Now it's all. I'm over telling now. you, it's, it's like Tom when he wakes up every day. He never loses. I know. That's right. Just, that's what we talked great about. Guys, Norman Rockwell painting. every day mm-hmm. is a winning day. He could watch yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark over yeah. and over again, and the Nazis yeah. lose every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, some cartoon bluebirds are putting my clothes on for me. It's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Minute 13 of Trading Places from 1983, one year before 1984. Uh, This begins with Mortimer and Randolph signing lots of checks because apparently they don't have, I don't know, secretaries or anything to do that kind of thing. Right. Costs extra money to have uh, administrative help for things like that. That's right. And they're not into, they didn't get rich by just hiring people and to, to do things that they can do. Uh, they talk about Clarence yeah. Beeks and getting uh, $50,000. Uh, Penelope and Lewis are about to send out their wedding invitations. And the minute ends with Mortimer saying he'll take care of that Clarence Beeks check personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I, I think maybe this Clarence Beeks thing will come up again, just based on the way this scene went. Yeah, this is Chekhov's is. gun. This is Chekhov's <laughs> gun right here. Chekhov's Beeks. Yeah. Chekhov's, <laughs> Chekhov's Beeks. No, this is Chekhov's check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're, his law was if you're going to put a check in a scene, somebody better you, cash that fucking check. You're for the end. A, 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 a promissory <laughs> note in a scene. Yeah, but it isn't it a little weird? Check. It's a little weird that Randolph, like like the, the most important, like they just said like a minute or two ago, like we're about to make millions of dollars in frozen orange juice, whatever. That's all based on Clarence Beaks doing this job for them. And then Randolph totally forgets who Clarence Beaks is and no. who they might be spending $50,000 on. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I think this well, you got to set up the, you got to set up the situation. So there yes. has to be that because, yeah, because it's in, a little overdone, don't you? Right, think? exactly, and that's the point. Well, that's because in any business situation, they would say, "Okay, this is what we're doing behind the scenes." This mm-hmm. beaks, he's a he's a he's a vendor or he's a consultant. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna say he's a consultant. Well. You know, I was going to ask about that Clarence Beak. Oh, that he's one of our consultants. He's doing some research for us. End of story. 
no right. other issue. But uh, <laughs> has anybody uh, ever cleared what their the hell like is that this? without without it yeah. being uh, yeah. shut up you or pay attention to me or is it yeah yeah, yeah nobody or ever is dying right yeah yeah so he should have said you know Clarence Beaks he played the uh, principal in the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes, fifty thousand dollars. Of said, you know, yeah. Clarence. You know, weeks. we have to pay him two weeks. Yeah, yeah. This is his. This weeks. was his cut. This was his. Yeah. Sag. He's that uh, FBI uh, guy from uh, Die Hard. Remember? Oh, oh yes, Clarence Beaks. We'll take <laughs> yeah, care of this of course, one personally. Yeah. Uh, so I showed this scene out of context uh, to my girlfriend, to my lovely girlfriend, comedian, actress. Oh, here we go. Plugs. Dancer, uh, raconteur, cat owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> roused about she, I asked what she thought and she Lady thought about that, town. that Donna Meachie was having a stroke <laughs> <laughs> she's like that guy apparently was having a stroke <clears throat> yeah I mean that that I mean yeah and, and Lewis doesn't even bat an eye it's like oh no. Mortimer, maybe, maybe Mortimer just does this it's maybe it's like you know well he has a know. lot of post nasal drip maybe maybe it's winter Maybe he's getting over a cold. It is Christmas time, which it is be, Christmas you know, time. Yeah, and they're definitely not in the giving spirit because we're mm-hmm. awfully giving off a lot of money away to these yeah. employees. You owe me a lot yeah. of money for all that beer you drank. God, God damn it! Damn it! Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, every time he says, "Like more," I know it's a joke. Don't Mortimer. get mad at me for picking apart the joke, but like mm-hmm. I, I, you can't get around the old minimum wage. Like I always picture like these guys in three-piece suits. Making like eleven dollars an hour or something, or whatever it was in nineteen eighty-three. Um, yeah, and I, I don't imagine that's the actually something the reality of the more situation. More like three dollars and seventy-five cents. It could be. Back well, speaking of, I looked up fifty thousand dollars in nineteen eighty-three would uh, today be worth uh, what was it like a hundred times that maybe a hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had it three yeah. times. You're good. Well, I remember from our Caddyshack minute that since about yeah. nineteen eighty, it's about tripled. Right. From the, the price of a Coke. And, about the price yeah. of a Coke. I'm not paying no 50 cents for no Coke. Yeah. I'd love to pay 55 cents for a Coke. Oh, I'd, I'd pay it extra. Yeah. Denuncio didn't know how good he had it. Punk. No, we love him. He's great. Um. Oh, wait. I have a follow-up from, not to get away from the minute, but I have a follow-up that I just remind, reminded myself of from last minute. Uh, Dan, have you watched Three Amigos? Oh, I have not watched it. Nor have I. Moving right along. Wow. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, that just came up uh, for the second time in two weeks, even though we didn't know it, because I don't know if you guys uh, heard the last episode where we uh, had the identical trivia questions from the week before, and that, when I say week, I mean months, uh, and we had no we had no memory of having those cards, and our our answers were almost identical, and the banter that's, around our answer, answers I was can't believe identical. that that's... How, uh, it's fascinating. Go listen. You it should is, splice uh, it. I did. I did. Listen to minute twelve, man. Okay. Well, I'm not. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's not been released yet. I'll wait for I it know. to be released. All right. You splice yeah, it. I'll do it the way. But I mean, you work here. Good. You get some freebies, like earlier, much earlier access to these episodes. There's no freebies. You get a T-shirt. The federal minimum wage in 1983 yeah. was three dollars and thirty-five cents an hour. Yeah, how do you even buy your three-piece suit on a wage like that? That doesn't. I make know any you got to get it one piece at a time. Yeah, you get you, you, you buy the first piece and you have the two other pieces yeah. on layaway. Oh, well, you've been piece, here three years. You got your time. Suit was Look at you. ten dollars, so it took three hours of work. 
Which piece do you go with first if you have to choose? You go vest. with the jacket, right? The vest? The uh, vest well, first? Well, no, good question. <laughs> you actually have season. to have pants. You have to have yeah. – we're not going to let you oh, in the building without true. pants. Exactly. Only when is no, it but if you had to, if you had – that you were going to mix them with other clothes. You'd have oh. to go with the pants. Well, the jacket. You need the – no. as Phil Collins said, well, he had no jacket no required. No jacket required. All right. Yeah. Who cares what he, he says? He was thumbing Su- his Su- nose at the, uh, Su- at the Su- upper Su- crust. Studio. Burn Phil Collins. You got him there. He hated. Yeah. Doesn't Mike hate Phil Collins for doing the uh, doing the Concord taking? No, that was me. That was him. That was me. Him. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, I was. He was. He was on my last nerve already, and then getting all that praise for just doing the human act of getting on an airplane and flying a distance that's absolutely humanly possible, and he's a drummer, so he can drum. So it's you know the fact that he did two concerts in two different places in one day is not impressive to me like who it just, gives it's a, a shit? little showboating look at me i'm on the concord i'm on the concord yeah. he didn't invent the concord he didn't master faster than sound yeah. travel right he just, he just got on the stupid guy. plane and played a show in two places he probably napped on the plane he's fine he's fresh as a daisy yeah. big deal right it's like yeah exactly it's like listen i saw a movie up in sausalito <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. wait, what? Later that and then you day, went to bed. I had oh, wait, what? dinner in San Jose. Thank Stop you, it. Henry Ford. Yeah. <laughs> no, just not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I had yeah. uh, No Jacket Required. It was a big album. I mean, it, I, I had that. I did, I did. I recall playing the shit out of that album. What were all the songs on that? Is that was in the air tonight? Duke and that studio. Stuff? Stop it. Is it not? Is it really? Yeah. Duke Studio's on there. And then uh, what's the God. big song on there? It's not a good song, I'm looking it up now. I know. When you're a kid. And the and the cover is just a is close up of his it's face. A, That's big, all we need. Round face. He looks like a garbage patch kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take, That's take me home. very like not but very. Take take me home. A solid state <clears throat> album. Sure. Oh, and don't not, lose my a, number. It's not a tube amp, organic sounding. It's got a kind of eighties. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Highly polished, highly produced kind of a thing going on. As Mike right, well, is naming these songs, I realize I don't hate those songs except for Susudio. I can't get behind that yeah. at all. Susudio. Stop it. Dan, what did I just say? Is it a Dr. Seuss reference or something? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being serious. I mean, what else would that Sean really hates mean? the song in socks. He hates the song in a box. <laughs> <laughs> not, in a, not with a fox, not on a train, not with my brain. Heard Billy, a great don't lose my day. This stand-up I really like named Brad oh. Wenzel. He has a great joke, and he goes, uh, he heard that Dr. Seuss was rejected by 27 publishers. He says, it just goes to show you, um, never let anybody tell you you have to like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do like Dr. Seuss very much. I like it's Dr. the kid Seuss. in me. Yeah. yeah. Where did he, he get his degree from? <laughs> um. Who knows? Yeah, take me home. Don't lose my number, Billy. Billy, don't you lose my number? Because yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. Was it like 1985, 86? 1985 That's... by Virgin Records. So you say that 1984 was like the pinnacle, and I absolutely agree with you. And then you get into like 85. I was thinking about this the other day. You get into like the 85 and 86, and it's you start to like, oh, you know. I know I don't have those don't have the same sheen and gloss to them as mm-hmm. as like you know the early '80s through '84 do for me, and I realize this because like you know in '84 I was 13, and you know all oh, these summer blockbusters I'm having a ball at summertime whatever I'm into all this stuff and everything, and then like '85 you start to be like oh they're gonna 
there's this is just going to happen every single year, isn't it? They're going to be like five or six movies are the biggest movies in the world, like you know, Back to the Future, whatever, Mad Max and stuff, and like, Phil Collins. Yeah, it's, right? like it's like it's all kind of the same thing. I've 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 figured it out by now, and it's not as special to me. You anymore. Saw behind the curtain a little bit. You were like, yeah. oh, it's not just like a special series of events that are, are culminating perfectly. Yeah, that's yeah. well. That's now, Tom. Now you know how we feel about the Tigers. Okay. Yeah. Because we just thought, well, of course the Tigers are great. It's the Detroit Tigers. It's a big city right there. Mm-hmm. And it's the biggest, bestest city in the whole world. <laughs> and we have the best yeah. baseball team of all time. And then the next year you're like, oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's not that good. Promises were made. What gives? It was right around this time. I want to say it was the summer of 86 when I went to hang out at my friend Nathan Ernst's house. Mm-hmm. And Nathan was a weird guy. He had a weird dad. And <laughs> they would like play. He played the Violent Femmes for me, that first album. Oh, okay. Did he touch I you remember, while I remember you were doing just, that? No, no. But he Did he become a Violent Femme? He could have. I was, I was all groomed. <laughs> you Violent Femme. Did you pull <laughs> up your all pants? Over you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going. There was nothing violent about it. It was fully consensual. Oh, there you go. Mm. That's beautiful. It's a special but then I just remember life. hearing that and just being like, because, you know, you, you're listening to whatever they're playing you. And it's at that point, maybe it's some Whitney Houston, maybe it's some uh, Sue Studio on the thing. And you know about classic music. So you got that planted in your head. You, you know about uh, the Beatles and all the rest of that. Yeah. Then you hear like new music that's going off like that. And you're just like, nothing will ever be the same. Wait, you're saying that? Like, oh, when you played okay, the Violent yeah. Femmes for me, I was like, is this yeah something interesting is going on yeah that's cool you know i like it yeah i have i have that with a lot of bands from that time devo or like i was just gonna say well devo's even before that i guess yeah even before that but they were still going strong right they were they were work but yeah you find like the cool stuff that's happening in the background that not as many people are freaking out about like it's not top 40 necessarily so you're like you know like, meanwhile, oh, Whitney Houston is going on over here. But meanwhile, mm-hmm. you know, Yaz is playing and the Violent Femmes and all yeah. that stuff. And you know. for me, it's that it connects to, you know, you listen to your parents. And this is what punk was, I guess. But mm-hmm. you listen to your parents' oldies station and they got the 50s on there and stuff. And you hear the way that, that they structure the music. Yeah. And you hear the new music like that. And it's like, oh, that it taps into the original rock and roll aspect of it. Kind mm-hmm. of bad, bad boy, weird thing going on yeah culturally culturally kind of stuff yeah 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 but then you can't but they can't like our parents were listening to like you know elvis little richard all this stuff Mm -hmm. and their parents like what the hell are you doing and they're saying fuck you man i want to i want (laughs) to i want to put some grease in my hair and and you know wiggle my hips yeah wiggle my hips left to and fro i'm gonna go drag race down at the down at the reservoir and then they yeah. have me and then i'm out there listening to stuff and like what do you what is this stuff yeah that sounds my, very angry and Michael. i say leave me alone i just want to wiggle my hips to and fro <laughs> same thing you say That's the same thing to your, but you it say is the same, the same but does it go forever no. you know because there's uh i was thinking about this the other day with tattoos right mm-hmm. mike we talked about this like sure. when, when, when you're when you're when you when we were younger someone had a tattoo it was like a way of you were like, that's that's a stay away from that guy. He's trouble. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just gone. There's no, uh, yeah. There's no. It's it's all just been washed out. And I feel like with music, 
there's no um, currency to 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 the actual physical music. Like you can't. All music is available at all times, and the the lines between what's on the radio versus what's what's definitely not on the radio is all blurred. It's all that's all gone. There's, is there any way for like some, someone to? I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but I guess I'm just mm-hmm. saying like. I felt really cool with that music, and I and I was thinking about what Mike was saying, where there's always somebody like, "What the fuck are you listening to?" And I suppose yeah. I feel that way about certain popular music now. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't. It, I but don't to hear them, to the kids who are hearing open minded, but I just can't yeah. hear it. It just seems so terrible to me. Right. And I'm constantly lecturing my friends about this. It's, it's <laughs> annoying. Yeah. But I'm just like, they're just like listening to stuff and they'll be like, what do you like this? It'll be from like 2006. Yeah. And it'll be like, uh, I don't know what the fuck it is. What's whatever they were. <laughs> I have no idea. Dumb shit. The Stone Temple, whatever. Yeah. Some yeah. Cra- and I'll just no, be like, that was if, you 90s. Like, if you, whatever it is. I know yeah. what you're saying. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, if you like this, why would you like this? There's a better <laughs> right. version of this. I, I can tell, I can show you what's, better than this yeah and they're like, well, well, that's up to you. and i'm like no it's not it's better you're yeah but, and that's but it's the same pe- like people who say like now oh what because you have some people that are in their 20s now and they're like you know i listened to punk music when i was younger i'm like oh like what well like uh green Param- Day. like no like paramore <laughs> oh, and man. like oh. and like i get this all the time yeah and like or blink 182 and blink 182 oh, God, was a huge state they played stadiums yeah. band and they were band. a punk band they reunited recently and did yeah, a I know. show and here, and people freaked out. They were like, "You yeah. were so good." What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, I mean, they're <laughs> good in the sense that they're a band, and there's really not many bands like three piece bands anymore. Mm-hmm. But they were, but they were Please. a pop band, yeah, right. and they were it's good a, at not it. a punk band, right? And I mean, even Green Day got pop. Yeah, you Green, know? Green Day for me is right a away. punk band. Neither one of them are punk bands. Get no. go to hell. You're not a yeah. punk band. But are these reactions that we're having to today's music or even 2006's music, is that exactly the reaction that our parents had to our music? That's what I'm wondering, Tom. And should we be know. saying, I like, that oh, it is. you know, I it's not know my thing. But no, here you go. Like for, those, for the kids today, is like, is like here. Lizzo or something, is that... Is that I don't know the Go Go's or is that like... No, that's nothing. That's not, not even... That's, that's just like... Uh, well, I mean, because our parents listened to the 50s music... Right. But even if you wanted to go to the 40s music, some of that stuff that was kind of getting, you know, like the jazz that was kind of out there and mm-hmm. it was counterculture. Then the 50s, that was counterculture. Then the 60s was counterculture. So that was all still revol- like it was all in revolution mode. Right. Yeah. 70s got a little there was the the, the counter of that, which was like disco. And you started to bring mm-hmm. normalcy back. But at the 70s, there was also like the Stooges and the New York Dolls and all this stuff that was still revolutionizing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. counterculture, and then the '70s, and then the '80s punk, and then the '90s. Then it all started to stop. Then it all started to get kind of churned out. Mm-hmm. And, and now well, it's just like there's no, there's it's all just it's all auto tuned. It's I mean, listen to all this like I don't know, it's called rap anymore. I don't even know. It's just yeah, I hear it and I'm, and I'm like my, my my anxiety goes through the roof. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. It's just, well, that's the thing. There may be some. So I was just gonna say to what you were saying, Mike. I was gonna I was gonna present both mm-hmm. sides of it because, on the one hand, there is some underground. There is some rap or music, uh, that's very different that people are listening to that we don't know about. Sure. 
and it's yeah. it's the one that people are like this is totally different than anything anybody else ever done and i can't pretend to know what that is but i, mm -hmm. I guarantee you it's there yeah i'm with you on the auto-tune thing right but it's but to your point but to your point rap and shit Right, yeah. but the, the to your point, the counterculture forced its way into the mainstream, and that's what pissed everybody off. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but the stuff you're talking about now, it's like, yeah, it's there, but it's not getting any any light of day. And and, and that's the thing, also, is that it's not as though in the in the '70s when punk came out, they weren't saying we don't like your music, old man. We want our new music. Yeah. They were saying the opposite. They were saying. We don't like this '60s, this whiny, <laughs> decadent bullshit. Yeah. We, punk was like, we like the '50s. The '50s right. yeah. were cool, and we, we need to, to the... bring back the, the what was yeah. cool about rock and roll in the first place. Yeah, and they were actually the ones going back. Yeah, and that's it why was, it was like jean jackets and white t-shirts. It purely and... like, yeah. yeah. It wasn't Bobby Holly wasn't like spitting on different. people. Yeah, but he was he was a he was a rebel in that scene because they he was yeah you know he was uh, especially where he was from Texas I mean he was playing more mm -hmm. you know like black music or like and like kind of that yeah. he was more like a little Richard sort of I thing know, like just, he was I don't think there's that much, I think everybody it's it, there's there's a homogenizing force that takes over especially when everything is too connected and mm -hmm. I, and, I, and I and I think okay so here's an example here's an analogy that maybe works I don't know Mike you've been watching baseball yeah. Have you noticed now when someone hits a home run, someone this started recently. Someone hits a home run, they started. The, he would come back in the, the dugout. Everybody, first of all, everybody goes crazy. Yeah, and then they put a uh, a cowboy hat on a guy. Some people he like walks around with a cowboy hat on. <laughs> well, and the, and, and the tigers do. And the tigers are doing a red wing helmet. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've seen all of them. They wear a every red wing team, hockey helmet. Every and... team has their version of it now. Mm -hmm. Because they can't, if something, everybody has to homogenize immediately. Like, oh, yeah. and like, and it's the same thing. You watch somebody hit a fucking double now. Mm -hmm. Someone hits mm -hmm. a double now. I sound like an old man. I don't care. It was, yeah. It's dumb. <laughs> you, you, yeah. I mean, Wait, you're saying I mean, that the guy who hits the home run puts when he on comes a cowboy back to, hat? No, when he comes back, comes back to the dugout, somebody hands him a Trojan helmet or a... a, a Depends where they're from. It's a big cheese head. <laughs> and they, 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 right, and they, they yeah. hand him a hat and he walks around with it. And he wears <laughs> in it the, the dugout. dugout for a little wow. while. Which sounds fun, and it is. It was fun until now. Every team has to have their version of it, and yeah. it's a thing that everybody has to do. Does I does, that, does the guy who does hits a home run does he get to pick the toppings at the pizza party afterwards? Oh, just shut that, the fuck up, Tom. You're uh, getting us off. This is where back to the days of just want to punch you right in the face. Tom, the, Tom and the point is, it sounds so dumb. Like, good for you, buddy. You made a Tom home run. Take your moment. He could understand about sports, and it's the pizza. And the it sounds thing. like a stupid little league thing. Like you're you're, you're boosting up exactly. this kid who did something special, and now he gets to go to the pizza. And the, party and the thing is, is they're all millionaires too. And there's and you know the equipment manager has to conclude that. In the equipment when they travel. Yeah. And did you hear and the latest? laid off as quirky. But do you want to see how as quirky when everyone is doing it? Do you want to see how fucked up it's gotten? Did you hear the latest on that? No. Oh, this is fantastic. I just saw it yesterday. <laughs> so I guess I can't remember what team it was, but somebody threw like when they were like, you know, at the beginning of the game where a fan threw one of the players a big oversized baseball hat. Mm -hmm. Like an actual baseball hat, but it's like yeah, cartoonish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they loved it, so they started using that. So mm -hmm. it's an actual baseball hat, but it's like this big. And it's now banned 
They can wear any other hat except a baseball hat because New Era, who is the brand right, right. that supplies all of the, the baseball hats, baseball oh my God, said that is not a New Era hat so that players should not be wearing that hat. Fair oh enough. Boy. And it was a cartoonish, like it's a big foam-like <laughs> hat. <laughs> if Why it's does funny, a New Era just start making that hat? Like that makes sense. Exactly. Like if and you have to wear it. If you hit a home run, you have to wear it for the whole inning. You have to go out and play yep. the field with that hat on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, that's rule. funny because you're the guy. You All the fun run. and games, isn't it? I'm just it's see just, that would be funny because then it's like we, it's like you have this big <laughs> baseball hat on, and it looks yeah. like a little tiny kid. You actually have to wear a giant head of yourself over your head, like you're 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 a bobblehead of yourself. No, you know what yeah, you do? Like you go back to the dugout and you ball. say, you say, <laughs> I did, I did my job, right? So I'm going to now sit to here and I'm going to get ready to go do. I know. I'm going to go do my job again. And I know that, like, I'm, I'm 100% certain everything you read is against this, mm-hmm. but it's my genuine feeling about it, is that, like, it was cool. Baseball was cool because it wasn't like basketball or any of these other sports. There wasn't this big thing where you brag all the time and you make a big deal out of it. Do your fucking job. <laughs> if something truly amazing happens and you hit a home run with one good leg, you want to pump your fist around the bases like mm-hmm. Kirk Gibson in 1988, great. Do it. But yeah. until then, you do your job, and you yeah. just and, and, it, and, it, and to me, it was more badass than people being like they get on second base now. They have do, they start doing all these like hand signals. Oh my gosh! Yeah. With their teammates, and they're like, "Yo, yeah. yo." Okay, now wasn't there a thing yo. in football? Shut up! As somebody who does not pay any attention to any of this, wasn't there a time like maybe ten years ago where they put like the kibosh on people? That's you know, right. a guy hits a, a gets a touchdown and he starts dancing and so they they, they put a they, they stopped that right, but then it came no. back or something to an extent, no, do, and then people something. would joke. It would say it was NFL no fun league. Oh, that's what the people joked. But go ahead, yeah. Oh, Mike. But what, yeah, what was no. the what was, why why did they stop it and why did it come back? Well, it was ex- they, you, they can give you a flag for excessive celebration now. <laughs> so it was like that icky his name was like his nickname was icky he was the running icky back woods. for icky woods for the Bengals, and he used to do this thing called the shuffle he'd do icky a home run and he'd do this two step this idea. way a two step that way and it took a little time and then they started to change around that they're like it's just just keep it short assholes and then so is that like became, a delay of game kind of thing it's like sort of, it's yeah. Not, yeah just like get back to the game and then last the year last year one of the lions running backs his thing was he'd get there and he'd grind his hips and they were said it's a little too Ooh. salacious. Uh-huh. So then uh, he would do it like semi salacious, but not full salacious, you know. He would grind on the ball. He would just sit there and swing his hips in a in a in a gyrating manner, like in that mm. scene of the when uh, Homer goes to the, the Cirque du Soleil <laughs> and one of the clowns is right in his face with a big cod piece and swinging his <laughs> hips in his face. <laughs> I don't feel tardy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, it's for those sports i mean it's they're built a little more around like N- nba changes its rules constantly it's there's yeah. like all this and it's part of the nba's character is like being very demonstrative and fun and that's part of the thing and talking trash and mm-hmm. all that stuff it's part of what the league is and baseball wants to stay relevant and i think they're encouraging this now mm. and because they want to stay relevant with young people but it's like i'm sorry because it's like I know that you think it's less fun, but it. But trust me, just hang in there. It's more fun that it's more fun yeah. the way baseball was. But you just don't know it. You just yeah. you just don't know you don't know anything about it, and so you're just looking for. Football is all about pomp and circumstance, and 
yeah, you yeah. Know, big brass shows of whatever it is, and that's Fireworks and that's great. And... Like I would never say that they're bad for celebrating, and I think yeah. it's kind of fun if a guy runs a touchdown and, and then does a dance in the end yeah. zone. That's fun, but don't fucking don't hit a double and then pretend like you just won the World yeah. Series. There's 162 games. Calm well, we're, down. We're gonna keep on this. For, <laughs> I'm gonna keep on this for a second, Tom. So just you can do something yeah, else Tom, while you're while you're doing okay. This. I'll but I'll give you an example gotta, of why this is. Back to the minute but this, but this is important though, because because uh, baseball used to be a, a a game with no time limit, and you could you 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 take your time and, you, and there's a strategy to that and everything. But then it became right. about celebration. Then it became about individualism. So the league pushed back and said, "Okay, assholes, we're going to put a time limit. When yeah. you step up to the box, you have a certain amount of time." Mm-hmm. Or you're going to get a strike called against you. And if you're a pitcher, you're taking excessive time. The batter's going to get a ball when the clock runs out. Mm-hmm. So all of these like stupid little things that they would do between pitches, they can't do that anymore. Or And it's because they overly did it. And there was a big yeah. thing on I saw on – it was like Bryce Harper, who's a, who's a monumental asshole, but a good ball player. But a, but a, I'm changing my mind on him, but go ahead. But I mean, he's 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 known as being an asshole, and he would wear he would always wear this he this different arm gear and shit. And when he would get on base, he would put this friggin' brace on, and they show him like trying to get it on, while and and they're not giving him time for it, you know. And it's <laughs> like, well, because you're you got some RoboCop thing on your arm, and all yeah. you're doing is running the bases. I don't think you need that to run the bases. That's so it's like in um, the, if a, it's, it's like in, I believe in, you. In, in, in Star Wars if there was like oh thank you you know if there was I'm trying to think of I don't think I can make this if they yeah. start celebrating Star Wars Day on May fourth just because May fourth sounds a little bit like May the that's 4th it be with we you. found the thing when, that if you just wait Tom, about Tom eleven days way. it'll be get, there yeah you'll get your the day, actual right. anniversary of Star Wars okay that's right yeah something that's like it. that Tom's got it he's right okay. see I'm with you guys I'm you're smart right, you're right not like people say like dumb. Uh, does it matter at all that Penelope is uh, the Duke's grandniece? I guess we learned it, that in this minute. But I it guess it's one of those things that time. ups the stakes in general, but doesn't have any particular utility. Yeah. And I guess it like ups Lewis's uh, in with you know. His, well, what the his fuck is a grandniece? Wait a minute. Hard, wait a minute. About as high as, high as it can. In the it, like, if you like, if you were getting a DNA test, you get the swab, and they send you like the, the family tree. It's How far grand, down the tree is the fucking kid. grand, the grandkids' no. kid? No, because that would no, be a that's great. Not it. That's no. the great grandkid. You're looking at a niece, an uncle, or a brother. I have a grand niece. They Don't. are the brothers of no. Penelope's grandfather. Isn't that? Wouldn't that be what it is? Okay. I could be wrong about that. Someone write in and let me know where. Well, I then why here. isn't that brother part of the firm? He could okay. be dead. I don't know. I don't know. I have a, uh, I have my, my sister had a kid. Mm-hmm. That's my nephew. Yes. Yes. He had a kid. Mm-hmm. He's your great nephew. Yeah. There's she, no grand new kid. There's no grand. The grand is where you're missing. Oh, I see. What is a they say grand niece? What, what, what do I, yeah. what, what do I great. have? Then? Not only that, that's your, that would be your, I think that would still be your niece. Like if a cousin, like I don't know, because that's a great. They said great grand, right? No, they didn't. No, I think they just said grand niece. It said grand niece. I think it is. I think it's the grandfather thing. I think if uh, if I if my brother 
Or let's say my sister, yeah. since I have a sister. Okay, She's you're right. Kids, He's right. And then they're going to have kids. It's the granddaughter of your brother or sister. Of your brother or sister. Okay. okay. So, so the Dukes okay. have a brother or a sister floating out out there. Yeah. And he was neither either. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. The 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 the, it was a sister. So of course she wouldn't be part of the firm because she's a lady. Yeah. Okay. Right, lady, 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 nice lady. (laughs) Um, do we have anything else for the minute, or should we do trivia? Oh, geez. No, let's just do the trivia and get out. I mean, I I shouldn't just say it because the music comes on and then it seems. Will this be the trivia from last week or a couple weeks? (laughs) As far as I can tell, looking at this card, this is brand new trivia that we've never laid eyes on before. Uh, This is from the Trivial Pursuit uh, Hollywood Fox, uh, 1989. What organization does Moscow cop uh, Arkady Renko find himself fighting in Gorky Park? I never saw that movie. It's got to be the KGB, right? KGB. What are the choices? The KGB. Uh, note for all you Star Wars fans, uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine is in that movie. Oh. Uh, the, the the Emperor, the guy who plays the Emperor. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know who that Ian is. Ian McDermott. Yeah. What country is the setting for Under the Volcano? I actually like this set of trivia because it is such uh, a... In 1989, Hawaii. they thought these were relevant questions, and it's very cute. Yeah. Hawaii or Japan? That's with uh, Albert Finney, right? Mm. I think it's a John Huston uh, movie. My God. Oh, that's a John Huston movie? I think so. Huh. I could be wrong, but I think it is. All right. Somebody look it up. What's well, a novel? Uh, too, I looked at the answer. It is not whatever you just said, Hawaii, or mm. would you say? Okay. I think I said Mexico. Hawaii or Japan. Yeah, it's I was Mexico. trying to pick something from the. Uh, something with volcanoes. From the, from that the, was the, another. The Ring of Fire. And that was oh, another yeah. 1984 movie. Hmm. Yeah. We were all what lining up to see Under the Volcano with Albert Finney. Oh. See a double feature with that and Temple of Doom. It was awesome. Really? Uh, what movie has a nerdish accountant named Lewis hey, asking its three heroes, who does your taxes? I feel like I should know this, but uh, I don't. It's uh, Three Amigos. Is it going to be Three Amigos because there's three heroes? No. Your taxes. Would it be... Uh, who does your taxes? Spa? Wait, hold on. Oh, I know, I know, I know the answer. It's uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, that's I thought. Oh, that's uh, uh, the, 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 yeah, yeah. Many Tully. and Zools knew that's what it was. Key Master of Gozer. <laughs> yes, have some. Many <laughs> <It's a great laughs> and Zools. Fantastic role. <laughs> giant moving tour. Now, what would that I movie be if, if 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 Rick Moranis wasn't in that part? Do you think mm-hmm. the movie would be as? I don't know. I don't know. I John love Candy Rick was supposed to play that role originally. Is that right? Yeah. Was he? He was really? Yeah. Really that was. Like, that would I have could been a see totally it. different direction. That would have been great. But I could see it, yeah. I could see it. They just went through the SCTV Rolodex and uh, mm-hmm. John Candy couldn't do it, so they went to Harold Ramis. I could yeah. see him like when he's when he meets her in the hallway and he's having a party. Yeah. <laughs> and he walks I could see him like walking over. He's got that full on uh, nerd character that he can do that's uh, super awkward and kind of pinch faced and uh oh, yeah, he did that in yeah. uh, vacation. Yeah, he's playing the the security guard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew um, I was picturing him from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. The, the moose out front should have told you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, who when portrayed? He's going, when he's going up the uh, when they're taking the slow crawl, climb up the up the uh, up the the roller coaster and was it uh, is it Anthony Michael Hall in that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And he puts yeah. his hands up like he's about to. He's, he goes, "Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't do that." Uh, John Candy. Who portrayed yeah. wimpy detective Billy Rosewood in Beverly Hills Cop? Oh, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Oh, is it true? Yeah, Judge Reinhold, who I've said uh, should play me in a movie or should have back then. Not so much wimpy as he is. Oh yeah, uh, he's just sort of straight. A little nebbishy, kind of, uh, or... you know, he's a little uh, straight laced. He was kind yeah. of, he was like late. He was kind of like, he Meek. was kind of, I think he Dorky. was more like, he was more California. Like he was very like laid back, laid back, like, and kind of like, like new agey in a sense. And it pissed yeah. his, his uh, partner off all the time. Yeah. Right. Taggart. Taggart. Taggart yeah. A good punch there, Taggart. <laughs> Whoa, he hit some, <laughs> I remember the Martin sound Cox. effects. I like that duo. Yeah. Judge uh, Reinhold used to be really huge. Yeah. He was. And I think he deserves to. You know what really pissed me off? I had the, uh, I probably still do, the the DVD of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And the mm. director's commentary on there was the director and uh, what's his name? Who wrote it? What's his name? You know, the guy. Oh, never mind. Who cares? But they were talking uh, about it and they were yeah. going on and on about how um, Cameron Crowe. Uh, they were going on and on about how, oh, you know, we almost cast uh, Nicolas Cage in this role. And, oh, we really should have. That would have been really, really been great. Oh, he would have been, he really would have killed it. I'm like, gosh, shut up. Judge Reinhold is killing it right now. He's doing yeah. an awesome job. That's one of his best yeah. roles. Um, cut it out. You're, you're do you see, a, do you see an alignment to another? Because uh, in this role, he's very hardworking because he's got all those jobs. Who does he remind you of? Another character who's hardworking has a bunch of jobs. Oh, Denunzio. Denunzio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's hustling. Think about the two of them. He's a hustler. He's a hustling. Mm. Was a hell of a my pistol. favorite character. Damone. Oh, you just don't know Damone. <laughs> Damone. The, lady, <laughs> the lady will have the linguine and clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. <laughs> uh, what character did Ben Kingsley, Jack Nicholson, and Al Pacino hope to play in Amadeus? It's either going to be Mozart, which I don't think. No, it is, it's uh, Salieri. Salieri. Yeah, the F. Be Salieri. Yeah, the F. Jackie Abraham role. F. Jackie Abraham. The F. Jackie Abraham. And finally, what crippling disease does the lead character suffer from in Duet for One? Whoa. Social question. Jeez. What's Duet? For? <laughs> it's probably a social disease. Social. That's, you have a social uh, disease, exactly, my friend. Uh, the Parkinson's. Is it? Do you even know that movie? What is it? No. It's uh, Multiple Sclerosis. Close. Uh, yeah. Ending on a high note. Have a <laughs> disease, my friend. Multiple sclerosis. <laughs> and that was trivia. Oh, my God. Welcome, everybody. I mean, well, well done, That's everybody. a great scene, though, from uh, Mozart. When Solieri is in there with the king. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Mozart comes in. And um, when he first meets the king and, and plays for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays the yeah the archbishop, and he go he he, he he writes a little welcome him to play as he walks in. Yeah, yeah. F. Jackie does. F. Jackie Abraham does. F. Jackie writes yeah. it, but then but then uh, he re- he re- Jeffrey re- Jones playing the, the archbishop. King. Oh, no, he's playing the king. He's the king. He's no, the king. He's not the king. He is the king. The no. king of touching kids. He's not the king. <laughs> Stop that. Because that's what happened to Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, this Jeffrey lad. Jones got got uh, got canceled. But then uh, Mozart like rewrites it while he's sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, Mozart it. hears it as he's trying to play it, but he's screwing it up. Yeah, the and king is like, playing. I it. play it. Yes, yeah. Salieri, can I? May I play it? And he goes, "Well, I'd be honored," but he obviously he, he's horrified because he's going to fuck it all up because he's terrible. Yeah, yeah. He screws it up, and then Mozart's just greeting people, but he's learning it. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he replays it and he plays it. He's like, that just, it just gets, that's more like something. this. Yeah. yeah. He says something like, like it's this? like, he's like, it's a little, uh, it's a little like infantile. He didn't say it like that, but <laughs> he's, like, he's like, that's a little flat. Or something. He goes, it really like, doesn't work, does it? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. That's what he says. It doesn't work, does it? And he plays it and he goes, ha! And that's when. And again, 1984, why was 13 year old Tom Taylor into that movie? I was like really into that movie. Tom, and I don't know, my parents liked it. Was that just an age where like it, it, we, it wasn't think, all Marvel movies, so you could get into like Tootsie and Amadeus and Under the Volcano? I guess. You know, so, yeah, you, you know why? Like, like otherwise, it'd be Spider Man. Movies no. are so stupid now. No, do you know why though? <laughs> so you, dumb. Well, well you, it's the same reason why I'm I like Pond. why I liked like Immortal Beloved and um, and uh, yeah. Why was I watching on Golden Pond? <laughs> I saw it more than once. Try to show a kid on Golden Pond right now. <laughs> They're gonna be like, what are you talking about? That was really, really strange. I'm like but, nine years old going, oh, <laughs> nom and you old poop. You're my knight in shining armor. But Sucking I, face. But I think with the with the the classical music movies like Immortal Beloved and um, and Amadeus, it was because it showed them as as like wacky. You know, yeah, yeah. classical uh, music less, was always uh, stuffy. Wasn't so stuffy. Yeah, you saw the Funny. heroes as fucked up. Kind mm-hmm. of like drunk, like in in Immortal Beloved. I mean, he was a. I mean, Beethoven was a mess. Yeah, still on a basic human level. Even if that ap- appealed to a kid now, on a basic yeah. human level, the pacing and the approach yeah. of the film well, is going to bore the living shit out of a kid. Yeah. within two minutes, they're yeah. out. Yeah. They're out. I'm always amazed at what uh, my son will go for and what he is just bored to tears by. Give us like an he was example. Bored by, he was yeah. bored by Rocky. But then he That's, liked, you know, three and four maybe or something. Yeah. But then he was. He uh, it up a little. But then yeah. he loved the taking of Pelham one, two, three. Huh. The old one. The original. Yeah. The only one, man. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And then like, oh, oh, we showed him like Big Lebowski recently. Oh, oh. He loved that. He loved uh, Raising Arizona. But those those aren't the same kind of like slow kind of yeah. thing. But I'm just saying like, I'm trying to pepper him with these things. I'm surprised he like, what was the first one? Rocky. Rocky. Oh, he did like Rocky. He liked I, it okay, but it was, but it was. He thought it was sort of slow, and he wasn't excited about well, seeing the others. It's understandable. It is a pretty yeah. slow movie. It's a character mm-hmm. sketch. <laughs> it's great though. <laughs> it's yeah, when it is a great movie. In there, but I, then it's fantastic. Yeah, I can certainly understand if a kid didn't like. Yeah, it. if you watch that, right. there's not as much boxing in it as you remember it to be. Not. Right. It's a dramatic film about. You yeah. know, whatever. It's like, and then yeah. you get to four, and you're like, "Wow, there's not as much movie as in here yeah. as there should be." Right, it's more Hulk Hogan yeah. like. <laughs> well, do we have anything? Uh, do we have anything else to say about minute thirteen, or is this it? No, that's enough. We did it. I think already. we, said we talked about a bunch of other bullshit that have nothing to do with it. the grandniece. <laughs> again, they're getting married. Like we just had this conversation. They're, it's like they just got together. Guys, like, oh, lucky you. I mean, it's his fiance. Yeah. Lucky you. You're having dinner with your fiance. How'd you swing that? Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. seems weird. Yeah. I got the magic touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, it all it's it's all quick strokes about you know he's Lewis is flying high. He's rising. He's he's in tight with the Dukes. He's marrying their grandniece. Can't mm-hmm. get closer than Dukes. that. He's chatting with them about stuff. But there's and a check sure off nice check. To him for the rest. There's, there's a, a check off check. Checkoff's check has been introduced yeah. here. So this Beaks is going to be coming around. And I have a feeling that things are going to go a little awry, as they say. And I'm also sure that the Dukes, after this experience, will have uh, tightened up their story about Clarence Beaks so that somebody else ever finds a sus- suspicious uh, check for Clarence Beaks, they'll handle it much more smoothly. Right. That's a hint for the future of the movie. 
All right. Mm. And on that note, you, I guess Tommy. we should say goodbye. Sure. Um, I've decided mm. that uh, since we are recording these so in advance of when they are going to air, I'm going to put a little tag on the end thanking our patrons because I don't even know who they are right now. I mean, Future I know who's there Mark right Mavora. now, but uh, Mike, Mark Mavora is probably there. Captain America is probably there. Garza. Why don't we? Why, <laughs> I got a better idea. There. Why don't we? Why don't we thank the people that we want to be there? Oh, okay. Who who, who would you like to see there? Uh, let's the, uh, get uh, let's get Steve Rogers in there. Uh huh. Let's get um, let's get Damon on Garza. I want him there. It's just, yeah. just like picking a kickball. Team. Eric King. It is. Yeah. Let's. Uh, who do you pick, want? Uh, Everybody got, pick. Uh, Will Yerkevich. Yeah. <laughs> Eric King. Mark Campbell. All these. Damon on Garza. I already, I already got names. him on my team. Oh, oh man! Yeah, we're gonna go on a membership drive. That's what we need to do. So we want all That's of our do. our patreons to ask one member mm-hmm. to to you know invite them to, to to listen to a show, then follow we'll us. Out of your them. city. Have to have we'll some have uh, tote bags made and some no, umbrellas. No, no, no. We don't have time for that. We don't have the, oh. the budget for that because we don't have enough Patreons. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. No chickens, no eggs. And, get you, and, and we want everybody who listens to the show to get their elevator speech when they talk to people about why they should listen to the yes. show. Hey, I know I don't know you, but I haven't listened, I haven't listened to them. Invite them. Pop out my, my earphones in, here. Invite and them you, to I'll listen. to the Trading Places Minute. It's listen, fantastic. Listen, invite them to, li- to listen to an episode and then follow up. you got to have a follow up. I would give them a week follow yeah. up and then you have your follow up did you like that you know what here's here's another link yeah you like it you know what okay for the next episode you can bring donuts and coffee how about that you'll be part of the team it'll be great we're bringing you into this little uh, this little fold this little less community. is more tom less is more yeah then we're gonna take it one step too far it's gonna be funny all right uh all right on that note we bid you adieu we'll see you next time for minute 14 of trading places here on the trading places minute yeah. <laughs> It was a stone groove, my man. You are the most righteous. Yeah, right. Just get the fuck out, man. Let's go. Shit.